Hi, this is Chris Sorensen. Welcome to Brookville Road Community Church Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to check out our website at brookvilleroad.cc for all the latest information about what's going on at Community Church. I hope the following message inspires you to take your next step in becoming a wholehearted follower of Jesus Christ. Enjoy. Good morning. I so enjoy worshiping with my church family, those of you that are here in this room, those that are joining us online. I just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. If you were with us last week, you remember I kind of started out with this idea that Jesus is the present that is present. Jesus is the present that is present. He is among us. Uh, I, I love celebrating Christmas. I uh, remember being a kid and, and just you could not wait. You were just so excited for Christmas to come. And then you become an adult and you are so excited to see Christmas go. It's noisy. It's, it's loud. There's a lot of stress. Uh, so it kind of changes as you become an adult. And it changes really, too, if you enter into fully released ministry. Uh, Christmas is different if you're a pastor. Now, I still love Christmas, uh, but it's different. That carefree kind of feeling that, hey, it's a holiday and there's a break. There is no break. And, and there's a, actually, there's a lot of pressure. And I don't know whether it's real or perceived, but pastors just kind of put it on themselves because, you know, we think, well, we got to make this Christmas better than the last Christmas. And we have all of that pressure that goes along with it. And this is the time of year. Uh, we have so much advertising and so many people kind of coming at you and everything is loud and everything's kind of screaming to get your attention. And so it's really hard to get people to listen at this time of year. We're just so distracted with so many things. And we realize this is the time of year that people come back to church, right? Christmas and Easter. And so we just realize, well, people will be back in church. I realize we have COVID and stuff like that, but you'll be back. And so there's all this pressure on ministers to put on this great show, right? We gotta, we gotta work really hard, make everything whiz bang, grab your attention so that you'll come back Again, and the reason that I think that we feel that is because we live in a very consumeristic culture. We, uh, we shop for what we want. When we don't get what we want, we get offended and we move on. And so we, I don't know if you know this, we live in a very offended kind of culture. Uh, people are real quick to take offense. You've got one shot, uh, do this right. You don't do what I like, I'm gone. If I really don't like you, I'll go ahead and just cancel you completely. And so there, there I am a few months ago thinking about, okay, Christmas is coming. Uh, what's the series going to be? And I'm just kind of working really hard, thinking through all of this. So there I am sitting, thinking about how I can make the birth of Christ more exciting. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's just like nuts. Like if, if I could just get up here and entertain you all and maybe juggle a little bit, well then, wow, this Christmas will be great. And now it's going to be meaningful to me. I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know what? I should just be able to stand up here and say, God became a man. And all of us are just like, what? Yeah, like, that's, you're kidding me. God became a man. That's hard to fathom. It's hard to imagine that the God who created this great big huge universe, who kind of shrink himself down to this little tiny helpless baby, and it was given for us. That is just an amazing thing to be able to say, God became a man. Wrap our minds around that fact should just give us this sense of awe and our jaws just kind of drop. Are you kidding me? There's all this pressure to try to get people's attentions. Like imagine how God must feel at this time of year as he looks at Americans. And he's thinking, I, I can't believe that I've got to compete with a new car or a new set of clothes or 
some fat guy in a red suit passing out candy and granting wishes to people. And yet that's, that's what's going on. We have all of this pressure. And so I don't think that God's really relying on me to get your attention with all of the blingy and the shiny and the new. I don't think that's the case. So I'm just going to take the pressure off of myself this year. The more that I would try to add to the fact that God became a man, the more I'd just ruin it. So I thought, maybe we should just listen to God. Maybe we should just lean into his presence and read from his word. Because he has spoken. And he has made sure that his word has made it into our hands over centuries now. God has seen fit for his word to pass down from generation to generation so that we would know history, the truth, not something derived or some spin. And we would know who he is and we would know his commands to us and his promises. And there's power in his word. This is where faith comes. When his word is read and spoken, there are power, there is power in these pages and so I thought we would turn there and we would listen to God today. First passage I want to take you to is in Philippians, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians 2 verses 5 through 7. Uh, personally, one of my favorite passages of scripture right here. This is what it says in verse 5. It says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Now watch this. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. So Jesus, who is God, he begins to, he empties himself of all of the rights that he has in heaven and he takes on the nature of a man. He made himself a servant to his creation. And Jesus, we're told, he's the one who made the world. He is the word that was spoken, and he holds all things together. In fact, this is found in Colossians 1, uh, verse 15 through 17. I just want to read this to you. It won't be on the screen, but as long as we're like listening to God and what he has to say, uh, this is powerful. This speaks of the preeminence of Christ, the fact that he has always existed. And as I read this, I'm going to replace the pronoun here of he or him, and I'm, just, I'm going to put the word Jesus in here so we get the full effect of what God is communicating to us. This is Colossians 1, verse 15. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Jesus, all things were created. In heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Jesus and for Jesus. And Jesus is before all things, and in Jesus, all things hold together. And so this is the creator of the universe, Jesus. And I'm not sure where you're at kind of in your faith journey and walk with the Lord. But if, if you came in and you start thinking, well, Jesus, he's this little baby in a manger. No, no, you've got to start expanding your idea of who Jesus is. He's not just this little baby in a manger. He is the preeminent, the existent one from time past, never beginning, always going on into the future, always there. This Jesus, he made all things and as 
at his word, he is holding all things together. He's holding us together and this world together. The only thing keeping this thing from flying apart is the word of Jesus Christ and his power holding everything together. And this powerful God, Jesus in heaven, one day decides, I am going to let go of all of the rights and authority and power in this moment, and I am going to be born in the flesh. And he empties himself, and he comes, and he is made in flesh. This is what Christmas is all about. This Jesus Christ who is God being made flesh. And he came so that he could be present and walk among his creation once again. And he came to tell you that he loves you and that you can know salvation. Like you can have eternal life. That you're not just some some atoms kind of put together and uh, lungs breathing in and breathing out in a, in a brain, but you are a spirit, you are a being that has been created to exist with him forever. And the way that you experience that is through the gift that he brings of himself and the salvation that he offers by hanging on the cross and paying for our sins and proving that he's God rising from the dead. That one who made you, created you, has moved in your direction. And right now at this very moment, you've heard the truth. You have heard that he loves you. Think about that. This God became a man so you can know him, so you could be present with him right now. I've been thinking about you, my church family, quite a bit. I was thinking about this day and us getting together. And I've been thinking about everything that you've been going through this year. I've been thinking about just the mess it would seem that 2020 has been. And I was thinking about the year 2020, and I started thinking back back to the early 2000s or so. You remember about 20 years ago, there were all these companies and all these uh, 501c3s saying, uh, we've got 2020 vision, right? We've got 2020 vision. Here's where we're going to be, and here's what we're going to be doing in 2020. And God in heaven is going, you didn't see that coming, did you? And we got all these great plans, and we're going to be doing all this great stuff. And I just think about everything that you have been through. Pandemic and isolating yourselves and isolating from people that you love and everything kind of getting turned upside down when it comes to, to work and school and just interacting with the people that you love and not being able to, to hold people and hug them and just have face-to-face conversations. I've been thinking about all of the social unrest that we saw throughout this year and continues to, to happen even now. I think about just the, the election and the mess that was Experience, and I'm not like just talking about just like Democrats or Republicans. Just personally, I'm fed up with everybody. Like everything in me is just like, can we just Jesus come back? Like he's 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 not going to be elected. He's just going to set up his throne. He's just going to tell the truth, and it's just like, please, God. We have all of this stuff that's going on with you know, election unrest and hearing words like socialism and communism and you, you're worried about the vaccine and whether or not to take a vaccine and you have all of this pressure. You just got through a busy week of working hard and preparing and just maybe even Christmas stress. You're going into another week of just working hard and trying to make ends meet and push and push and go. And I started thinking about you and I started thinking, and if I were coming to Brookville Road Community Church today, would I want somebody up front 
just trying to out-scream the world and out-loud the world? I don't think so. I think I just like a little bit of space. I like a little less noise and a little less clutter. I just like to experience the awe and the presence of Almighty God. Just to be with him. And today, today, I just want to give us a gift of some calm, of just some peace, of being reminded that our God loves us and is with us. You came here to meet with him. Maybe you thought you were coming because, you know, music or friends or I don't know what. But you came here to meet with him. And he has come here to meet with you. Our God is alive. And he wants to minister to you. So here's what I want to do. I just want to give us the gift of some calm. I, I would long for us to have some peace in this moment. And I would long for us to have some joy. And I keep thinking, man, you know, every time we gather, God, I just wish, I, 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 I would love for people to leave with hope. I mean, we walk out of here and we hear so much negative and, and screaming and upset people and just like, can we just have some hope? And I want you to go with hope and joy and peace. And I thought of Romans, uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 13, it says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So it's just this sense of peace and joy and a presence of God right here in this room among his people. And so we're going to put some passages of scripture up on the screen. And we're going to read those verses silently, and then we're going to meditate on scripture. Now, this may seem strange for some of you. Uh, Everything is so loud in your life sometimes. You get to a place where it's quiet and it's awkward. Some of you are going to kind of shift in your seat and... You're going to feel a little strange that there's not as much noise as there is, but I think it's in these moments where God can get through to us in a way that he couldn't when we're so noisy and so loud, but it's in these moments where we can experience his presence. And so you're going to get out of this what you put into it. If you want to check out, you can check out. You want to start checking on your phone and doing stuff like that, you can do that. But I would just encourage you to lean in to the God of the universe who created you and made you and even created this moment to minister to you. I realize this is going to be a little bit different for people that are watching online. Uh, You're in your home. There's perhaps other distractions that are going on. I get it. If you can remove those distractions, that's great. If not, I understand. And maybe as these verses go up on the screen, maybe there's something that touches your heart in these verses. And maybe you'd like to type that if you're on Facebook or YouTube. Just... Type what that verse means to you, and you can interact with one another. I realize it's a little different since you're not in this room. Let me just tell you what meditating on Scripture is. All right, when you think of meditation, you you may think of Eastern meditation, where you just blank your mind out, and you, you let go of everything. You don't even think about anything. Don't do that. That I would suggest never to do that. Meditating on Scripture, scriptural meditation is way different. It's actually thinking. It's actually engaging with the text and inviting the Spirit of God to minister to your spirit as you're reading his words. You you can begin to look at maybe just one word or maybe a concept that you're going to see here. Maybe you begin to think about, okay, what, what was it like in that moment? What was being heard? What was being seen? What would I feel if I were there? And you begin to think about what it is you're reading. 
So we're going to put those verses up on the screen. I'm going to get up in between those verses from time to time and pray or share. But let's invite God to minister to our hearts in this silence. God, as we approach your word, I just pray that it'd be fresh to us, like we would have new eyes as we even think here about the proclamation of the birth of 
your son, Jesus Christ, being born. Like We want to bring our own preconceived ideas to the text or to that moment. Lord, as I think about what the angel says, he says, fear not. And I think about my friends in this room and some of us, if we're honest, we're afraid. There's that fear that's in our heart and we worry about what's the new year going to bring? What's going to happen to our jobs? What's going to happen to our health, to our loved ones? And so, Lord, I pray that we'd be able to embrace the proclamation that the angel gave to fear not. And in order to get to that place for myself, for my friends, we're going to approach you with open hands and ask you to take that fear and to replace it with the next phrase that we heard, peace. (laughs) That you would bring not just peace on earth, but peace into our lives. In your name I pray. Amen. You know, Jesus, he's eternal. It's like he didn't just show up on the scene. He didn't just start existing when he was conceived or when he was born. He has always been. He is eternal. He is everlasting. All the way back, he'll never reach the end of where he began. He has always been. That blows our minds. And he always will be. And it is that eternal aspect of who Jesus Christ is that his good friend John, the beloved disciple, opens up his gospel. Let's think about what John had to say about Jesus.
don't know how you can make that any more exciting. God loved us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for all of our crimes. Like Jesus is this gift that's given to us and he brings with him a gift. It's the gift of his grace. And that, that's a free gift. Like if you, if you truly believe that God became a man, that he died on the cross for your sins, that he was buried in a grave and that he rose again, then you realize he's done all the work. You didn't have to do any of that work. This forgiveness, this salvation is freely offered to you and me. We don't work our way into the kingdom. We don't perform our way into the kingdom. This is something that God offers to you and to me. Let's think about that as we look at these next couple of verses. John 3.16, and I think that John 3.16 is such a familiar verse to us that a lot of times we just kind of pass it on by and we forget to marvel at it. Like we, 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 we lose the joy that we have in that particular verse, that God, the God who made everything, the God who has always existed, loves his creation so much that even though they are traitors, rebellious, He loves us so much that he would come and he would die in our place. 
So I think we just have to recapture John 3.16 and, and let it be fresh and new to us. So let these words be that for you today as you think about the joy that you find in John 3.16. think we can get let that get old we've got to fight for that joy the moment that scripture starts becoming stale or ritualistic to us there's a real danger there we just have to keep recapturing what we know to be true remember the joy of your salvation like when you start putting all this together that your God loves you and he sent his son that he's real that he exists and you repented of your sin and you received him remember the joy that you had from just opening up his scripture and just like, this is amazing. And you're trying to take in everything that he's got. Friends, we have to keep fighting for the joy of these realities that we know to be true, that there's a God in heaven who created everything, made everything. And at a point in time, he makes you, he makes me. That this God who has always existed sent his son, born of a virgin. We celebrate his birth, but then he didn't just stay like this little baby. He grew to be a man, showed us who the father is so that we would know. He walked among us, showing his love so much so that he would go to the cross and he died on the cross for our sins. He bled and died for every one of my crimes so that I might be able to experience forgiveness. He was placed in that tomb. And on the third day, he rose from the dead and he's alive. He gives life to us. He is right now Right now, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and one day, he's coming back, and he's going to reign as King of Kings for all time, and we get to be with him 
Like he gave birth to this body, the church. We are his bride. We exist for him and for his glory. And until Jesus comes back, and I've been praying recently, he comes back quick. Until he comes back, we have the joy of taking this realization that this God in heaven has given us his peace. He has given us this joy. He has given us this everlasting hope that we have in Christ. And we get to share it everywhere we go. We get to share it here. We get to share it in India and Canada, wherever the Lord calls us to take this peace, to take this gospel, to take the good news to the ends of the earth so that others might know. Remember the joy of your salvation. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the area and are looking for a church home, we'd love for you to join us at one of our weekend worship services. For service times and information about BRCC, be sure to check out brookvilleroad.cc. God bless you.